Is there a drawback to actually bettering yourself? Actually, I'm going to have to say, yeah, and I'm going to explain that this week on episode number 44 of The Relaxed Mail. This is The Relaxed Mail, a show that comes to you each week helping men to remove the nice guy from their life so they can actually live their life on their terms. Join the host, certified coach, Brian Goodwin, as he helps men step out of their heads and become free from the thoughts that bind them. Hey man, hello and welcome to Relax Mail. All right, so this week we're going to be talking about bettering yourself, the the whole act of self-improvement. And there are some drawbacks that you're not going to be aware of. But before we actually jump into that topic, I want to go ahead and welcome all the new listeners that are coming in. We are still growing. I'm sorry again for last week for the uh the post the episode coming out so late but and the actual i think the quality on it was should have been a lot better but i've got other things that i am uh that i am fighting through and (laughs) i i am we're we're in the middle of uh of great dane being uh hitting their terrible twos and 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 foul fours and there, we're doing a lot of a lot of training right now, and just trying to figure out how to fix this extra little body of energy into what my schedule is, and it is not a not an easy thing. So there's a lot of thought work that's going in on that, and a bunch of other things. So first off, I wanted to say sorry for the for the late episode, but we're got it out and uh, getting this one out, and this one's coming out on the uh, on the actual approved uh, proper scheduled time. But um, anyhow, if you're new here, hello, welcome. Glad you're able to make it. Glad I'm a- able to uh, speak to you today. I am Brian. I am a men's relationship coach, and I am here to help men change how they think about what their relationships are, change how they approach those relationships, and to help them stop being the nice guy because the nice guy is not a nice guy. Uh, same as they're, they're essentially they're a, the male version of a people pleaser. Same as a good girl is the girl version of a, of a people pleaser. These people pleasers lie, manipulate, and they're just, they create covert contracts and then wonder why nobody agrees to the contract and does their own thing. And there's just a whole lot their Their life is often a big mess and it's an aggravation. And I want to just help guys to stop getting so darn aggravated and to be able to live the life on their terms without having to try to people please along the way. Because when you stop people pleasing, people actually start liking you more. Believe it or not, it's a weird thing. It's so um, counterintuitive, but yet it actually is the case. And one of the big drawbacks we have is actually, you know, when it comes to bettering ourselves. And these, when you're bettering yourself, there's a lot of times that we hit several snags that we don't even perceive. We think, yeah, I've got to be able to get myself up, got to figure out how to do the, do the diet thing, whatever it is that you're wanting to try to do that is of self improvement levels. And yet there's one little pitfall that we always seem to run into. And that is what other people think of us when we start to improve ourselves, especially if you are 
you know, if you're a little bit overweight and all of a sudden you start getting yourself in shape, yeah, you're going to start hearing people cheer you on. But a lot of times they they also slip in little sabotages to keep you off of that track. And when you start trying to go for big audacious goals that are scary for you and scary for like your family, our family, a lot of times, sadly, are is the biggest uh, path for our pitfalls. And it's not that they don't love us. It is because the very fact that they believe they love us, that they get in the way because they don't want to see you get hurt. They don't want to see you. Uh, they don't want to see you fail. So they would rather you not even try than to actually get halfway up the mountain and ha- and slide down a ways. That is out of the fact that they are caring for you and the thoughts that they have all centered around that, that causes a lot of obstacles that we have to get through because we start having to kind of coach, you know, that loved one who tells you don't try, don't go into writing because you can't do it. Well, yo, go ahead, go get into writing, start trying to do it, do it as early and as often and as, as, boldly as you possibly can. But yet when you start out doing that, you're going to start getting criticism from other folks. They're going to, you're going to get their thoughts. You're going to get their recommendations and the, all those things are great yet. They are probably not going to work for you because they're those suggestions only work. If you have that particular mind and that particular mindset and there's, that's a lot of the reasons why, you know, you hear people talk about, you know, how to make a million dollars in three easy steps and they give you lay out the steps, but yet it doesn't work for you. And the very reason why is because they're trying to get you to be a millionaire without having to go through all the thought work that it takes to become that millionaire. And there is a lot of thought work. There's a lot of thought work, thought work. <laughs> Let's try that again. There is a lot of thought work just for a person to go from making $50,000 to $100,000. There's a lot of thought work to go from a thousand, $100,000 a year to $100,000 in a month. There is a lot of thought work to go, even just to go from $100,000 a year to $500,000 a year. That's a lot of the reasons why you'll often hear people say, what got you from here to there to, to your goal, that current goal isn't going to be what gets you from your set, your, where you are now to the next goal. And the reason why that's not going to work is because you have to do a lot of thought work. And that thought work also, also involves, you know, managing who you are around. Now there are several drawbacks. One, when you start doing something, say you are going to run a marathon. And you know that you had an uncle or you had an uncle who may have tried running a marathon, but, or has always talked about running a marathon and, but has never had never done it. And every time you talk about it, he's, oh yeah, well, you, you know, you, there's a lot of things you've got to, you know, and he starts ta- talking down about it. The reason is because when you start talking about doing that marathon, you're drawing attention to the fact that that person never actually got to try never got off the ground, never got past the couch, never got outside the door. All those little bitty steps 
one of those hung him up and he is, he can't get past that one obstacle and you've breezed past it. You're starting, you know, you've already running 5k and having no problem doing it. And you're working on up to your, on up to, to the marathon level. And that can really draw out the insecurities and the self-hatred in other people. Now, as I've kind of talked about before, people, when they have thoughts and they have those emotions, they want to dampen those down. They don't want to actually experience those emotions. They want to shove them off to the side. They don't want to experience those emotions. And so the best thing for them to do instead of experiencing the emotions is to get rid of the root of where that emotional distress is coming from, if we'll call it that. And that is to shut you down. Oh my gosh, he's going to try to write. I tried writing and I failed miserably. Nobody bought my books. Um, you know, I got told by three different publishers that my stuff just isn't going to work. It doesn't, it's, there's no market for it. And he's going to try the same thing. Oh, I can't let my nephew do that. Don't do that. It's bad. You're not ever going to break in. It's, you know, and so you've got these thoughts. Your, your uncle was going to have these thoughts about why. Writing, getting into writing, getting into publishing books is such a horrible thing. But the issue that he's running into isn't the fact that you are actually going to try to do it. It's actually the fact that he only asked three publishers and he gave up somewhere along the journey. And you have already cleared that. You know, you're still not successful, but you've cleared what he's done because you've already posted your, you know, You've already sent your 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 book to say seven publishers to see if they they would publish it. And yeah, you've still gotten shot down all seven times, but you've already cleared his three. And the fact that you're trying harder than what he's he did is where a lot of the insecurity of what he's doing, of what he has not done, actually comes into into play. Now, another thing that will actually happens and another big drawback is you're going to lose friends and you're going to lose that really good buddy that you used to go over to their house on Friday evening. And y'all would have, um, y'all would have a couple of brews and sit down and play video games, maybe even have a smoke a, a bowl or two. And, you know, it was just a good time. Y'all ha- really didn't do anything. Y'all just kind of sat around, talked and played video games, got a little drunk and you know, a little, a little stoned. And, you know, all of a sudden you're like, I'm, I can't come over tonight. I've got to make sure that I get, you know, these steps done for whatever goal you're doing. You can try to bring your friend along. But a lot of times, if your friend doesn't want to get out of that comfort zone, he's going to hang back and you're going to have to leave friends off to the side. And that can be really troublesome for a lot of people, especially the nice guys, because all of a sudden it's like, well, what if he doesn't like me anymore? Well, it's not that he's going to like you or not going to like you. A lot of times those, those relationships have ran their course. And so it's not that you don't want to be friends with your, with your buddy, Justin, you just want to go on ahead and make sure you, but you've got to go beyond where Justin wants to go. You want to go beyond where Larry is willing to take you or willing to go. And so there's times you're going to have to go and just leave them behind and they may get mad at you. 
they may call you all sorts of names, call you a sellout or you or, or or a try hard or, you know, all these other, you know, names that to try to get you to go, okay, yeah, you're right. I'm how stupid of me to try to dream big. I better sit back here, be comfortable and be just this normal, ordinary little gray blob instead of being this, you know, this amazing being that is getting crap done. There's also people, especially those around you who have known you from a little kid. Who will I, uh, who will judge you whenever I was, you know, I was getting married. I had several relatives who tried to tell my wife that he doesn't finish anything. And you're right. I didn't finish anything. I still struggle on getting stuff finished. I am, I can take stuff. I can get started and I can boom, I can go all the way up to right before it takes off. And then I'm just kind of my attention wavers and wanes and it falls off. And I've got my reasons. I've got my thoughts behind why that happens. I think a lot of them are true, and which means I believe them. Are they actually the case? I really, honestly, I couldn't tell you for sure. I just know that I believe those are my reasons. And so, yeah, there's a lot of times I will do stuff and I have quit. But at the same time, that is learning. And so... Yeah, my family figured that I would, you know, I would probably play house for, uh, for five, six years and, uh, and call it quits. And here I am. I'm, I'm, we're coming up on the 26th year now of me being married to the same person. And I may have held on a bit, uh, through those strong times. That actually, they're, they're telling me that I, I am a quitter and I don't see things all the way through. I think probably was actually a really good motivator as to why I did stay married for 25 years to, to tell you the truth, because I was going to prove them wrong. This whole, this whole adventure of coaching is something that I've been pushing on for this is coming up on five years now to actively set the, the tone of coaching. It's, you know, it's closer to three and a half, well, closer to four years because the, the uh, podcast in November is going to be three years. So, you know, I have learned things and I've learned a lot of what I don't like. Did I like doing RC planes? Oh, well, I honestly, I don't know. I never got that far. I want to get back into RC planes, but uh, I never finished that first plane for my reasons. And they're, they're my reasons, but you see, when you do stuff, you're going to have people judge you. And we take people judging you as such a bad thing. Uh, there's many times where people would yell at me because I made a thought, shared a thought when they their response was, don't judge me. What that means is don't judge me negatively because you can judge them positively and they would have no problem with that positive judgment. Hey, you did good. That is a judgment. I judged you as doing good. Yeah, you, you could have done that better or you're, you're, you know, this is whatever thoughts you have. Those are negative judgments. Everybody does. Nobody wants a negative judgment. And I understand because I, I don't really like to be negatively judged, but yet it's going to happen. It's going to be something that goes on every day. You make a judgment on whether you want to go to work or not. You make a judgment on what color shirt you want to wear. We all make judgment calls. And so 
when people judge you, that's just them sharing their thoughts. And that's how humans communicate. I share a thought, you share a thought back with me. You have a, you have a response to that thought and you can, we all kind of metal mesh all those thoughts together and we weigh them against what we think we believe. And does it have more validity to us or less? And if it does, then we trade our old thoughts for our new thoughts and we have new beliefs. Now, another thing though that you're going to run into is that a lot of, there are those we will call them haters who will actively hope you fail. You see this a lot in uh, in politics. You have people hoping a whole lot that uh, President Trump be is uh, is a criminal, and you have a whole lot that really hope that he does isn't. Is he? I don't know. It comes to find out, and there's evidence against it, and it's valid evidence, and not just you know hearsay from people of only one side of the aisle. And they make it make it believable, then yeah, okay, then he was wrong. But if you know, if they hold at the same time, if when they want to uh, hope that that one person fails, that's you know they're the ones who celebrate when that person does fail. That's one reason why tabloids have so many you know. Some famous star of the uh, of the eighties was last seen stumbling around drunk in the in a in a dirty alley. That is them using a person's downfall, a failure, because there are enough people out there who actively wish for that to see that successful person fail. And the reason why they want to see that person fail is because one, it's the tall poppy syndrome. Don't be don't rise above everybody else because you know you're you're. You're outshining everybody. When you become successful, when you become a better person, it doesn't necessarily mean you are better than everybody else. You're better than who you were before. But a lot of people see that as you're saying you're better than everybody else. Again, it's all, you know, it's all that thoughts. We, us humans are such a, when it comes to our thoughts and our emotions, we are quite a messy people. We are a creature that, have has a problem with a with a negative feeling and we want to shove those away so yeah when people actively uh, hope that you fail uh, fail is because they feel bad because they never tried that that's the reason why a lot of actors you know actively hide the what their public uh, their private lives are because You've got everybody who's going to cheer whether you, you know, cheer you if you screw up, and who wants that? Then those, if you do become successful, those who were trying to run with you but couldn't keep up, they're going to actively resent you. And but ultimately, you know, self improvement can just be flat out lonely. There's a lot of times where you would really like to have someone to talk to. And unless you have been working to improve your 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 friends list, you're going to find yourself a couple times with people who are not quite on your level, and you're going to want to talk to them, and they're not really going to be able to relate. They're going to try. God bless them. They 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 try their darndest to relate for you, but it's not quite the same relation. And that's why self improvement and you know, becoming wealthy, being a successful business person can cause you to be, a, you know, it's kind of lonely at the top. 
Now, those reasons that I just gave, those are all drawbacks to bettering yourself. And it all they all sound like really good reasons. Uh, you know, why take the time to even do that if I'm going to have to sit there and go through some type of misery and suffering because my family all of a sudden hates me because I'm I'm not doing good. Or they're going to be trying to t- throw, you know, sabotaging comments and thoughts my way. Why should I even take the chance to do that? Well, that is because of the love that you have for that family, for your family and for your friends. You have to become the motivator. You have to look at their lack of action as a reason why you need to go ahead and keep trying, keep pushing on because the fact that they failed, you've got to be able to show them, Hey, you can do this. This is something you can actually do. Yeah. You tried one way and that way didn't work. You stopped, but try it this way next time. You know, uncle John, try, you never got an editor. Go ahead and spend a little bit of money and get an editor. Let them look through the book a couple, three times, and you're going to find out that they they actually can help your book become a lot better. Yeah, it sounds it sounded good at the time that you were writing it, but now once you had an editor get through there, all of a sudden, boom, it is an incredible book. All the right elements were there. They were just in the wrong order. You can bring... If you're going down that path of success, you're going through down that path of where you're improving yourself, you're getting yourself in shape, you're reading books, you're, you're, but you're, you're building your band of brothers and you are, you're pursuing your purpose. You doing all that is going to cause people to become afraid and scared for you, not of you, but for you. And they're going to become uncomfortable. And when they become uncomfortable, that's where they start to make the comments and they start trying to do stuff that will, it's not to get in your way. It's for them to stop feeling uncomfortable themselves. It actually has nothing to do with you. The reason why they keep getting in the way and they keep throwing up obstacles isn't the fact that you're actually doing any of the things that you're doing. It's because of how they feel about themselves or feel about the, what the uh, lack of achievements they've actually done. So if you're able to get past that and you're able to look past that and love them enough to go, you know what? I'm going to do this and show you how it's done. They can actually make the active choice of coming along. And if they actively choose not to, that's fine. You don't, they don't have to come along. They can even actively, you know, throw their hatred towards you because you know you're touching them emotionally in the very actions that you're taking. You're propelling them to an action, whether it's them yelling at you or posting, you know, rude comments on, on your blog or YouTube or, or whatever, ever, what other social media sites you happen to be on. The fact that you were able to make a connection with them, good or bad. Because it doesn't mean whether it's good or bad, even though they sit there and say rude things, say some really vile things. I mean, I've been called stupid, slow, t- uh, slow on on several of my uh, videos because of how I talk, and I'm there's a lot of ums and ahs and you knows and ands and uh, a bunch of other crutch words. And I realize I I could really go to uh, go over to. Toastmasters and learn a lot on how to do better at public speaking. 
And that'll happen one day. It's not going to happen tomorrow, but it's going to happen one day. But the reason why they talk about that is because I'm just, I'm taking an action they haven't taken. I actually got their attention through a video because they hadn't made the video. It was something they were interested in, and I actually made a video. They didn't like it, but they aren't about to be step out of their comfort zone to do that to do that video themselves. But you have a choice at all times. Can you? Do you want to go down that path, that least traveled path, or do you want to go down the well-worn, safe path? Do you want to go down the path that your parents and your grandparents and your great grand grand Great, great grandparents went down. Do you want, and your cousins and your aunts and your uncles, all of them went down that path. But this one here labeled your way is really tight. That path barely seen. You know, somebody might be hiding in the, just on the, off the, off the path a bit. Do you take that? Knowing that it's probably going to take you all the way up. You're going to have to go over a mountain, snowy mountain pass where there's a, a blizzard blowing and the chance of avalanche is, is creeping right over your shoulder the whole time. Do you still go? Because, you know, once you get down the bottom of that, that trail, there is, you know, half naked women sitting in a hot tub waiting just for you. You don't know what's on the end of that, end of that path. It could also just be once you get up to the top of that mountain, you look out and you see that there are five peaks, five more mountains ahead of you for you to still climb. You don't know, but the path that you take is the adventure. And when you make it to the end, do you have a tale to tell, or are you going to have, well, I was thinking of doing that once, or would you rather actually say, I did that once. You can listen to what people say, or you can take those warnings and appreciate those warnings for what they are, but go your own way. Go on that path of I'm go- that you're going to take. And if a lot of people, especially nice guys, worry so much about what well, they're going to hate. No, actually, you're doing more love for them by. If they're trying to come with you and they they hit another obstacle and they can't go any further, they just can't go any further. Do you cut the cord and continue on or do you walk back with them back to the start? Do you go back to being comfortable or do you just say, well, okay, you know where the path is. You go where you need to go and you move on. The best out of true, pure love is that you continue on and you let them leave them there. Then that sounds, again, it sounds so counterintuitive. What, you're just going to leave them behind? Yeah. If you love them enough, you will leave them behind because when you get to your goal and you become successful, you can actually be a better use to your, to your family than if you're just sitting there on the couch watching television with the rest of everybody else on, on, you know, Turkey day and everybody kind of talking about what they wish they could do. Or, you know, you might be able to turn around and go, you know, what? I'm successful enough. Mom, dad, bro, sis, favorite aunt and uncle. Come on. We're all going to go to Europe for, uh, for Thanksgiving or wherever, you know, 
We're going to go to the Grand Canyon. We're going to go up to uh, Aspen, Colorado. We're going to go to Butte City, Montana. I, I, you know, it's all, you know, it's all dependent upon you and you can do, you can continue on down the path out of, out of the uh, line of love out of the, for the, for the fact that you love them enough that you're willing to carry on. That is you living your life on your terms. If you turn around and you help everybody go back to their loan line of, of comfort, first off, to give you a true the a bit of truth on that, they can't go back. If they stop, they stop where they're at, and that's where they are. Because they have improved themselves. They've gone down the path a little ways. So they have different views and different mindsets than what they did when they were still at the beginning of their journey. So you, that old saying, you can never go back home, kind of rings true in this instance. But if you stop there to make sure that they are comfortable, you're doing yourself a disservice. You're doing them a disservice. Because you're living on their terms. Never live your life for the sake of another person and never ask them to live for the sake of yours. Let them know, you know where they're at and that's okay. You love them and carry on. That's the best and greatest act of love that you could do for them. Yeah, they, but again, they will have their own thoughts about it. But again, those are just thoughts. Again, you can't control their thoughts you can't control their emotions all you have are yours so guys with that i'm going to go ahead and i'm going to let you go i want to thank you very much for listening if anything i said in here resonated with you caused you to think of a a brother in arms who needs to hear this good friend somebody who you used to hang out with back when you were uh back when you were younger somebody you know on facebook Take this episode and share it with them. Share it on Facebook, Instagram, take a screenshot, throw it up on there on Instagram, Twitter, you know, parlor, truth, social, any, where, whatever social media you're, you like to use, share this out there. Take it. Most of them have a share. Uh, most podcast apps have a share button. Hit that share button. Send it as a, as a tw- uh, text message to somebody who you're thinking of. Let them, and let them know. Hey, man. This just rang true for me. Tell me what you think and let them listen. Let's start drawing more people in. Let's see if we can get this, uh, the relaxed male movement to, to grow and to become better because we need more men to stop worrying and being all anxious and tied up and knots over the fact that they're not doing what they, what they are being called to do. Instead of worrying what everybody else is going to think, start worrying about what am I going to think and get out there and start living your life to the fullest, to the max, doing what you need to do to make sure that you're and that you need to do and to make sure that you do it completely and fully and with no abandon. And doing so is how you show your family the greatest love because you are the greatest man. You can become that man. You can become somebody who is a true leader for your family and for your community all by going out and living life on your terms. 
If you want to learn how to do that and you want to figure out, figure out your path and start working on the four pillars of real men, give me a reach out. You can go to relaxmail.com forward slash coaching and you'll, well, you'll be directed over to a, to a form, fill out the form. I'll give you, we'll schedule a time to, uh, to talk and we'll have a consult and we'll look and see how well are you, would you fit with me and how well would I fit with you? And we'll see if we can work together and take the dreams that you have and expand them and help you to become the best because that's, that's what the world needs is you at your best. We're going to get rid of those worries. We're going to get rid of that anxiety that you're feeling and not, not remove it, but just let you be aware of it and just okay with it. And just, okay. Yeah. I'm, I feel a little uneasy. This feels weird. I'm fixing to go talk in front of, uh, you know, 300 people. How am I going to do this? Well, by staying high. So if you want a little coaching there, let me know. I would love to be able to help. So guys, till next week, y'all take care. Thanks again for listening. We'll see, see you in one week from today. So, all right, guys, till then, take care, live life to the fullest, love you lots. Bye.